Ask the Podcast Coach for January 2nd, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the school of podcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only from Home Gadget Geeks. You can find him at theaverageguy.tv. It's Jim Collison, everybody. How's it going, Jim? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy New Year. We made it. We made it to 2021. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually a year. It exists. It's different than 2020. I think a lot of people are expecting a instant change yeah. all of a sudden. It's just better because it's a Not really. Yeah. It's just there's so a light still, at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. <laughs> we still have the challenges that are ahead for 2021. I think there's some hope, though. A lot of folks just want to write 2021 off. I'm ready to get my taxes done and just can yeah. I have no I have no idea what's coming for taxes for those kinds of things for we, here in the United States we've just had all these things happen with stimulus checks and all those other kinds of things. Dave, hopefully you're ready as we think about uh, tax season is upon us, all the things we have to do in the new year, but uh, welcome to a brand new year. A new year. I don't know about you, it makes me thirsty. I know. I'm always thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> and that coffee pour is brought to you by uh, the one and only Mark over at podcastbranding.co I reached out to Mark and I go like, Mark, are we going to keep talking about you on Ask the Podcast Coaching? So like, absolutely, until I say no. So if you need a logo, if you need artwork, if you need a website, man, he makes really, of course, he makes really pretty everything, but he's, the websites I've seen him do are really nice. If you need a PDF, if you need anything to look professional, then you got to go over and talk to Mark. And the great thing about him is he will actually work with you. So if you're like, hey, here's my show. It's about such and such. He's probably going to go listen to your show and get the vibe of it because he wants your brand to, you don't want to have some super stodgy logo and then you're some sort of wacky morning zoo sports guy. You want it to match your brand. Hence the point, podcastbranding.co. So if you're looking for any of that stuff, go over to podcastbranding.co and uh, tell him that uh, Dave and Jim sent you from Ask the Podcast Coach. So good. I do want to start off with one question because if you're wondering why we have a bunch of clocks, and then Jim got a new toy uh, for Christmas, and we're going to talk about that. I I bought for myself. Let's be real. (laughs) Well, isn't that Santa? It's uh, this is from Jessica. She said, "I didn't act fast enough until recently. My podcast idea was totally unique." Today, I finally came across a very similar idea that started in September 2020. Even their title is similar in that it has one swear word and the primary subject noun is the same as mine. For that record, that whole put a swear word in the title. Yeah, that's so 2020. Seriously, can we move past that? (laughs) How do you push yourself to to continue despite knowing there's competition out there? People start podcasts all the time that are mostly the same subject as other podcast ones. So many use the same words in their titles. Yes. See, thinking outside the box. That's a good one. There's seven of those. I struggle with that personally. I'm overly preoccupied with the goal to be unique in everything in life, not just my podcast. I'm still going to push and make this happen, especially since I just completed a three-week process of getting my logo designed. But any tips to overcome comparing myself are welcome. Shall I go first? Do you want to go first? Yeah, no, go ahead. You go first. Uh, First things first, go to podcastaboutpodcasting.com and you will see a list of probably at least 20 podcasts now. And some are still going. Many have quit. And so my whole thing is, yep, you're right. There's going to be shows like that. And you're going to go, oh, man, there. But it's not a lie when people say many podcasts start and they don't make it past episode seven or six or whatever it is. So- If this is something you're really passionate about and you just love talking about it, then you're not going to quit. And the other people are because especially if they're getting in to make money quickly, that doesn't work and things like that. And I don't know. Anything else, Jim? Am I missing you? 10 years ago, I started a tech show. Everybody had a tech show. And 10 years later, I'm still going and many of them aren't. And it's just I, I think your point is. Just get rolling, do some stuff. You're never going to be completely unique. And if you are, you're super niche. So don't think you're going to, the more you niche down, I think the the less potential for audience you have. You're just a smaller audience. I think unless you do, I don't know. I just can't think of a scenario where that's not true. So be ready for that. Sammy, we've been my daughter, Samantha. We've been talking about 
starting her podcast this summer. And we've been going over names and stuff and thinking, what could be, what could we do? And we like that idea of whiskey in a wine glass of being, because that's been, that was our, uh, our mantra this summer during the pandemic. We'd have a glass of wine with dinner and then do a little bit of whiskey after dinner in the wine glass. It's a song. So uh, if she picks that so we could do bourbon in a wine glass. Now that doesn't sound quite as, is quite as good as whiskey in a wine glass or competing. Here's the thing about though, whiskey in a wine glass. If that is a song and people might search for it, they might yeah, find your podcast. They, they uh, might. I'm going to start a podcast called Amazing Grace. <laughs> See if anybody yeah. searches for that. Right. Uh, you know, it's it is you can think about those things as well. Do you want to try to slipstream on SEO and pick up other people's SEO? Yeah. Now that could work in your that could work against you. And that let's just say there's so much SEO with whiskey and a wine glass for the song right. that no matter what we do, she's never yeah. gonna show up on the front page. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's it's Something, but I, it is one of those things. You also, I do want to say this. I've seen people get burned by waiting and I swear there's some sort of GoDaddy robot. Will they be like, oh, I'm going to call it whiskey in a wine glass. So you go over and you check and whiskey in a wine glass.com is not taken. You're like, this is great. All right. We're going to get that domain when we're ready in a month. But right now we got to work on blah, blah, blah. And you go back in a month and the domain's not there. And I always tell people mm-hmm. if you're, I always go and cause that's one of my criteria. When you come up with a name, is the domain name available? And if it is, and it's a possible, this is, might be one of the, the names of your show, buy the domain then. Because if it isn't, you're out, whatever, 12 bucks, just let it expire later. But I've seen probably six or seven people that will go in and they like, oh, yeah, it was there like last month and now it's not. And I'm like, I don't know how that works. But yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I just looked up whiskeyandwineglass.com and it's a broker has it. So, yeah. you know, we're... We're going to pay $1,000 if we want. Now, whiskeyandwineglass.net, whiskeyandwineglass.info, show. show, TV, those are all available. Yeah, so, that's that's where you go, whiskeyandwineglassshow.com. Yeah, we may go bourbon instead because we didn't drink, we drank bourbon this summer. And that's kind of, that was our, was our drink. And yeah, you just, I think though, for us and for this person, eventually you can't, you don't have a podcast if you don't ever start. So got to record something. Exactly. We got uh, words of wisdom here from Randy Cantrell. It's a famous saying about writing. I'm going to substitute for podcast, but people who podcast for reward by way of recognition or monetary gain do not know what they're doing. (laughs) And that is, it's that season where, oh, a couple other things here that we need to do new year. When you go to schedule, if you're a person that schedules ahead of time, and you scheduled, hey, this is going to come out the first week of January, go back and double check your date. Because when I go to work on Monday at Lipson, I'm probably going to have three tickets of people going, hey, I scheduled something and I can't find it anywhere. It says it's published. I've gone into iTunes I can't or Apple. I can't find it anywhere. And you scroll down to last year and there it is, January, whatever. So don't forget to update the date, update your copyright. Not that's a huge deal, but you probably want to do that just so you don't look like a noob. All those other fun-filled date things. And then, oh, here we're getting, uh, we're getting drink recipes for you, Jim. Uh, yeah. I discovered bourbon and lemonade. Yummy. You want to hear something? I have not had any alcohol in since the last whatever <laughs> podcast evolutions, probably. And I had a friend over and she introduced me to cherry vodka and diet Coke. Oh, that's quite yummy. Yeah. Yeah. And after a glass and a half I couldn't feel my face. And I went, yeah, we're done. I cherry, cherry vodka is pretty good. That bourbon and lemonade would be like an Arnold Palmer tea and lemonade. So it'd have that similar consistency, but it would have a little bit of, I have to give that a try. As a Gabriella, is that equal parts? Yeah, 50-50. Oh, then, <laughs> let, let me know if that, I'll have to give that a try. Yeah, that quote is from uh, Harper Lee, one of three quotes, uh, or part one of, of, of three. But Jim, Santa brought you a new toy. We bought it on the show last, week or two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. I bought him on the show M2. And yet, so if Santa is me, then yes, that's true. The Motu M2 came in. I don't think it came in. I had it shipped to the office by mistake. So I didn't get it till Christmas Eve. And then of course, last week was too much. Was that last week? I, I'm all confused. It yeah, that's it. Yeah. The M2 came in. I did an unboxing. I didn't really, I unboxed it. <laughs> I got, I took it out of the box. Let's, let's, let's say, and I uh, called Ed Sullivan, my friend over at Sonic Cupcake and said, Hey, let's chat for a little bit and tell me what you think. 
So we worked through the box, talked about the features, got things set up, and you're hearing it. It's We're coming out through the M2. A couple things I'll talk about, but so far, Dave, can you know, by the way, I changed back to the ATR 2100 too. I had been on the Samsung 2QU. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Q2U. Yeah. There are twos in the middle, right? Q2U. Yes. And, uh, and switch back to the 2100. Do you hear any difference? Not really. Did you notice? Okay. Yeah. You sound nice and warm and yeah. It sounds okay. One of the things I noticed on it, well, one, I really like the lights. Like it's, oh, yeah. it, and the space is amazing. That Mackie mixer, which is actually, you can see it sitting on the floor right there. The Mackie mixer was huge. And so I got, I don't know, I guess in that shot, yeah. you can't, <laughs> you're, scrolling, you're scrolling thing. But the, the Mackie mixer was huge. Took up a lot of space on the desk. It's Motu. It's only about that big. It sits on top of my speakers. I got some shelf top speakers on my desk. It sits right on top of it. Looks great. One of the things I noticed is how much I had EQ'd my bass out of out of my out of my my mix, and of course on the Motu standard, I don't really have a good way to do to change the mix. You get you you get to hear what is coming out of it, and so that means the excuse me that means the audio back to me is unmixed in man, there's a lot of bass in it. And I just wasn't used to it. I'll get used to it the, the more I do this, but I just was not used to that. And Ed said, you have something against bass? <laughs> like I mentioned that. And I was like, does that make me a bassist? But the the, the sound coming back, it, it sounds a little hollower to me than the old mix did. Mm. The other thing is I don't have a way of getting a easy on the mixer. I had a little button to do a USB mix for my computer to bring it in. M2 doesn't necessarily have that. There's ways around that to get that done. But it's it sounds big, big volume knob. That's handy on that. Pretty simple. Does exactly what uh, I said it would do. Casey asks a question here. Does the Motu M2 really have stronger preamps versus, say, the Focusrite Scarlett 2i2? And my thought on this, at least, is the people that really get into that and they're comparing the Behringer UM 40 something and the focus and the uh, these are the people that are in a quiet room doing this. I think I hear a little more hiss. I think, yeah. wait, <laughs> let's go back. Mm, oh, wait, it's 0. 0.07. Mm, and I personally, when I listen the way I listen, so if I'm listening through computer speakers, I'm listening through earbuds, uh, that kind of stuff almost gets on my nerves because I just want to go, you're focusing way too, again, it's not the tech. Now, that's a great preamp, the Focus Great preamp. I've had people use Behringer preamps. I don't hear, and I'm sure you can go in and look at the baseline hiss or whatever, but I'm like, can't you just noise gate that out mm-hmm. anyway? And it's no uh, Bandrew Scott did an, a review of the Motu M2 and he just went gangbusters. And I trust his yeah. opinion. And he was just saying, he goes, this is really the best one ever. And I think part of it was he's colorblind. And he said he really liked the display because it yeah. does give you meters. A lot of these, it the does. focus, uh, the focus right is trying to, to make it easy. So they give you a red light, green light. So when you turn it up so far that it turns red, that's not good. So that's super easy. The Motu gives you an actual meter, which is, uh, again, it's a good looking meter too. Yeah. It's, it, it actually looks, the other ones don't look good as good, I think. Yeah. But so bank says here, it's four more decibel of, of gain, which is great. If you're using something like an SM seven B, but the preamps are approaching the limit of clean cleanness due to physics. Yeah. That's the whole thing in, I know people that want to put a fet head into a fet head, uh, into a yeah. this and that way their volumes up barely up and they're again smashing their headphones into their head going I think I still hear hiss and I'm like mm, can we focus more on your content Ed felt like the preamps in the M2 would be better would be cons- considerably better than the preamps coming out of the Mackie mixer and yeah. in some ways that makes sense that mixer's not it's designed to do different things than it's it one it, it likes powered equipment that's coming in right to begin with and right. so it's just a different, it's a different use case. And he felt the preamps would be better for me on this. Now, I still have the, I still have it cranked to three quarters from a gain perspective. Mm-hmm. So that didn't change. It's about in the same, the gain's in about in the same spot. I actually thought I would have to push less gain for this to work, but I don't know. I'm not peaking or 
no. my audio sounds okay to you. Yeah, I'm not going to put, so it's native. I'm running a native into it. I'll probably switch back and forth between this and the, the Q2U just to try. And we may, this may be for the summer, this may be a precursor to a, to a new microphone. So we'll just see, I've been using these two for the last, I don't know, eight years, whatever, seven years. Well, And, bef- and maybe it's time to try a new mic. Before you had multiple channels there, now you have two. Right. So I know you used to have the woman in the tube. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, in your mixer. Is she not yep. in there now? Or she is She's that now not. channel two? No, it, it, no, I haven't. I, I, now I could buy a, an XLR adapter to then begin to feed those channels in if I wanted to do it that way. I'm going to try and do it without it and see if I even miss it. One of those, one of those kinds of pieces I could, I think there's some loop back stuff that I could do with the computer to make the audio, my computer audio come through. And so I just haven't explored that. I honestly, Dave, I took, I'm taking two weeks off from podcasting. I'm doing the show with you. That's all I'm doing. I'm really not, all that stuff will come flying back next week as we start it. So I haven't spent a lot of time on it, but so far so good. It's, I just got to get used to the sound. Like it just sounds bassy to me, really bassy. I'll get past that as we get, as I use it more. There we go. Bangs is coming in with more details here. The Motu Max is at 60. Uh, the Mix Pre, which is a really nice unit, yeah. comes at 76 dB. The P4 at 70. So most of those, again, will handle pretty much. If I could find do. some way to stack them all up, they'd look all cool together. You know, focus right <laughs> on the bottom, M2 in the middle, Pre on top. I mean, they are sexy devices for sure. They really do look good. It's going to be my recommendation going forward if if people are looking for an audio device. So would the M2 or Motu M2 be good for a beginner? I still say it's now number one, it's a great piece of equipment, but this is one of those where, what are you doing? It really, I just did a thing. I did a presentation on buying your gear. The first thing you have to figure out is what is your show? Are you doing a solo show and it's always going to be solo? Then no, you don't need that. You can do a Q2U, plug this bad boy into audacity directly and you're good to go. I don't like, I like to hear my voice back and those in USB mode. Yeah. You just don't hear your voice like you want to. So yeah, I, I, do. I always plug I my headphones in here, and then no, I know. I just I'm never. I did never like didn't that like sound. It. I did not like that sound. Maybe okay, but maybe it's this sound. <laughs> like right? Maybe it was because it was a raw feed. It was too. It sounded too bassy to me, and I wrote it off right away. So that's very possible. Maybe I should go back and test that again and run it out via the USB mode and see what that sounds like. Because it it always sounded too quiet and too bassy to me. Again, I'm, I have something against bass. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a bassist. That's it. But for me, I, I recommend the right now the PodTrack P4 to just about everybody. Yeah, it, it, exactly. The P for beginner. In fact, I had somebody on my uh, YouTube channel that was watching me compare the Roadcaster to the P8. And he said, well, and I think at the end of that, I say, hey, for the record, you can do half this stuff with a P4 and it's $200 versus $600. Two is drop dead simple. Yeah. So like, if you were going to recommend it to a beginner, it could be one that you could get into uh, fairly easily. I thought this, I used the PreSonus Solo. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was, the yeah. blue one. Not as easy. They, they get you confused with some software and there's some things that you need to do. And it wasn't as easy as... The Motu was easier to set up. Now it's half the price. But for a beginner, could they use a Motu? It would be one I think you could recommend and not have to support if you were going to recommend it. You know, you yeah. make that recommendation and then they come back to you with all the questions. The, the Motu's drop dead simple. Yeah. So, and, if, and if it's you and a co-host in the same room and you got a laptop. Yeah. You're good yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah. Daniel from the Audacity to podcast says it could also be your headphones. They have a lot of noise isolation. They don't. And it's the same exact earbuds that I used off the Mackie. And it's just, diff- it's just, I'm getting a lot of, again, <laughs> just getting bass. <laughs> and, and that just sounds weird to me. After, I'm thinking probably after the end of January, I'll have done so much of this that I'll have gotten used to it. And I won't even know. It's just a matter of setting the expectations, right? Yeah. Gabriella says, I kept starting to order the P4, but Captain, must, do I need it? I don't do remotes. So do I really need it? You only need it if you're if you are doing something that's not just solo. So if you're doing interviews over Zoom, now in theory you could take the Zoom recording, but a lot of audio editors just threw up in their mouth when I say that. Eh, I'm not, a, I, and I'm starting to hear it now when I listen to. But if you 
are doing any kind of remote interviews, it's great because you've got that USB interface. So that's the thing. I And if you're like, I'm using Squadcast, I love recording everything twice. Right now, I'm recording this in StreamYard, I'm recording it on YouTube, and I'm recording it locally in a roadcaster. Why? Because technology is not always your friend. But if you're well, just I doing... Because you can. Yeah, right? exactly. Can. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> when I do an interview and somebody goes, should I record it on my side? I'm like, yep. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, it never hurts. Like when we get done, I'll email you when we get done. If I hear something, I'll be like, yeah, go ahead and delete it. But if you're just doing a solo show, no, you don't need a P4. Dave says, does the PodTrack P8 have similar? No. No, all it has is a base and trouble. And that's for me, there are two things. Number one, it's only, I see, I hate to say this phrase. It's only a hundred dollars difference. And I realize a hundred dollars for some people like, wow, you just said only a hundred. But when you're talking 500 versus 600, it, and there's another, so it doesn't have the Apex and it doesn't have a noise gate. Now it has a feature that kind of sounds like a noise gate, but it's, then call it a noise gate. And then the other thing that the Roadcaster has that I never realized how much handy it is if I'm doing some sort of, at the end of the, the show, I will play the intro music and I know I can look down and see up oh, 11 seconds, time to slide the slider up. There's no countdown timer on the P8. And so if you're doing live and you're trying to talk over music, you got to know that song really well. And the song I use is two and a half minutes of pretty much the same loop over and over until the 11 seconds. So that's one where I was like, Ooh, that's not, mm, that's close to a deal breaker. If that's really what you're using it for. I just, the whole P8 roadcaster thing. It's if you're doing live streaming and you want to throw in fun stuff, take my wife, please. If you need those kind of sound effects thingies, otherwise you could use it. I could stream via a Motu and add the sound effects and everything later in post. It's really, and the fact that my, this is what I love. If I shut up, my furnace is on and you don't hear it. Why? Because I have a noise gate in, if you, now the people at home smashing their headphones into the head go, I think I hear his furnace when he's talking, but I will take that out in post again with Hindenburg. I'll turn up the noise reduction and it does a really good job of that. So. I don't think the noise gate's helping you though for that furnace. Cause I, we would have heard, we would have heard an audible drop. This, this I put, so I put my Bose yeah. headphones on, plugged them in. They're not in. No, no noise canceling is on. I actually kind of like this sound a little bit better. See, I was going like, to say, I was going to figure you hate it. Cause if Bose, the one thing they have, the thing mm-hmm. you hate. I know, I know. <laughs> no, but it sounds a little truer. It doesn't sound so bassy in the Bose as, as it did. And I use your buds, Y-U-R-B-U-D-S. Mm-hmm. They're designed for athletes, but they're really good for podcasting because they allow a lot of ambient sound in. When I was using these Bose, I've used them before in the past for this kind of stuff. I didn't like them on the Mackie mixer. I don't know. I didn't like them this way, but this, I'm, I'm not going to go this way. I don't want to wear headphones while I'm podcasting. <laughs> I still want to do it. But Daniel brought it up in the chat room and I thought, I'm going to give it a try. I do hear the bass. Trust me. It's, I, <laughs> I hear the bass my, in there. My uh, tonsils are rattling from the bassier than I, than I thought I was. I think the funny thing is I've been EQing myself out and passing that EQ on to my audience. Now you couldn't hear a difference, but now that all comes through that because I'm not artificially taking it out it all comes through so be interesting to see a good changeover i didn't put this in until after the final episode of home gadget geeks so everything going forward will be new but yeah maybe i'll stay this way for the show and there we go see how i like it i've never podcasted this way like i've never had headphones on breaking new ground big craig says to him zoom audio crosses a line Cause it's really compressed. Yeah. It's like back in the day when we used to have to take YouTube and YouTube again, it's listenable. It's okay. It's just not quite as crisp and clear, but again, to me, as long as it's not distracting and Craig says, you sound like Barry White. What's wrong with that? Barry White. It could be (laughs) just the morning, the Saturday morning. I haven't had enough coffee yet because you always need more coffee when you're when you're thanking <laughs> your your awesome supporters, supporters for need, need a little shout out maybe. But yeah, so we do. Holy, is it really 11 o'clock already? Yeah, it is. It snuck up on us. We are going to thank, we're talking about awesome people. Of course, James over at the Dog Podcast Network. If you want to earn some cash, go over to dogpodcastnetwork.com slash 101. He's looking for 101 dog stories and uh, getting ready to launch here in, I think it's a couple weeks. He's got the dog. He's got a new show coming out 
and you can find it. If you love dogs, check it out over at dogpodcastnetwork.com. Really nice guy. And uh, he's just, a, this is a guy, he's he's all in. And I did find out, and I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. He has other companies. Obviously, this isn't his only gig. But guess what his other company is? Uh, they make leashes. I don't know. You're very close. They make dog oh. food. Some sort of dog oh. food thing. Dog yeah. treat. And so I was like, that's great. You can be your own sponsor. He goes, yeah, that's how we're doing it. He goes, but... In the end, I think I would like other people to sponsor, but I was like, I'm here to tell you the the number one way to sell is to sell your own stuff. And that's how he's coming out of the gate, selling his own stuff. And again, you can find him over at dogpodcastnetwork.com. And our awesome $20 supporters, Kim Kragy over at Toastmasters101.net. If you're looking to develop your voice, reduce your editing time, and improve your content, then check out Toastmasters101.net. Greg over at DebtShepherd.com. Jim was talking about taxes. Yeah, he could probably help you with that. I, I have, remind me to go back to that. I have a, a tool that I use this year that's going to make life so much easier. Shane over at Spybrary.com. If you want to get your spy on and talk all things James Bond and other great spies, check that out. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at HorseRadioNetwork.com. If you like horses, then you will like Glenn. Check him out at HorseRadioNetwork.com. You'll hear a lot about Scooter. Scooter is Glenn's horse. If you want to get some exposure for your show, check out IndieDropIn.com. It's the Indie Drop-In Network. Basically, you contact Greg over there. And if you're, especially if you're into comedy or true crime or scary stories, things like that, they're working on adding tech and other things in the future, but it's a great way to get your show in front of people that like that kind of content. And again, you can find it at IndieDropIn.com. I don't know if you can hear me, Jim. But I just lost power here. That's interesting. And my computer is rebooting. Meanwhile, back to the live stream, Jim was doing this. I'm going to, while we're waiting for Dave, we'll do a live uh, video check. Yeah. Uh, Bang says, and I don't have any control over the the chat. I can't bring it in. But uh, Bang says, uh, battery backup, UPS. That did kind of sound like a UPS going off, which would, if you don't have all your you know, one of the things I have here, so I have uh, three PCs right behind the desk and then I have three more, four more actually, on the in the rack across from me. Meanwhile, Dave is doing this on his side. Eh, cappuccino, hold the phone, and I'm logging in. Wow, and I lost all my, yeah, it's called a reboot, Dave. That was fun. That might be and, one of those. And look, my camera's all whacked out. Did you have to completely reboot? What happened? I was just sitting here and all of a sudden my power went off for a half a second. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I never replaced the battery in the backup gizmo. Uh, we and, were just talking about that. Yeah, And I was like, yeah. ah, I was like, ah, well, and then, and then of course, when the power goes off, it takes forever for my everything to, to the router to connect and internet and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, ah, crap. Yeah. I was like, that- we- we bangs nailed it. I, you just locked up, and we heard, I heard this beep. It sounded could have been like a fire alarm, or yeah. and he said UPS, and I thought, oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and I, I was just telling him my UPS that protects the studio space mm. has five minutes. I have I yeah. run some software on it. It tells me, and it's you get five minutes now. I should get thirty minutes, not five. So the batteries are bad. I had to I ordered some new batteries, but I've been waiting for a time to switch those out. Yeah, <laughs> now maybe like in your yeah. case. You probably need to or get those batteries on order, get them in, make sure you swap them out. Yeah. And, and, and because this is exact, a UPS ex- protects you exactly from what just happened to you. Dave, you yeah. should probably have your modem, all your networking device yeah. on its own UPS. You can buy one of those little tiny ones. It's sitting right there. It's just the battery's bad. <laughs> that doesn't work. I do have some other fun filled people I wanted to thank. I was in the middle. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, so yeah. we want to thank Max over at AviationNewsTalk.com. If you're into flying around, uh, check out Max. As well as we mentioned him earlier, Ed Sullivan over at SonicCupcake.com. Mark, of course, at the podcast branding will make you look good. Ed will make you sound good. Michael over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where uh, podcasting and hard work are made fun. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter... Go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. If you just want to donate or, I don't know, buy Jim's cup or things like that, check out askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. Yeah, so. Yeah, by the way, you can support the cup. if you, Like Dave said, the link is over there if you want to. 
if you want to do that, you can drop that in. You just have to send me the, there's a Patreon level for that. And you send your mug. There we go. Not your, not this mug. No. (laughs) And what's fun is when Trello rebooted, it's having a bad day. My jokes are all falling flat on you today. They're just not, (laughs) they just are not working for you. I just expect a little response and I get nothing. I thought the mug mug one was going to (laughs) be. Let's see here. Bangs says, I just bought a new bit of, a new bit of podcasting kit, a new water heater. Hot showers make you sound better. They do. Well, here's the thing. A hot shower, any really good idea for me came from a hot shower. Part of that is number one, unless you're me now, I have one of those waterproof speakers in the shower with me. So I'm listening to podcasts, but many times you're relaxed. And if you're not having podcasts thrown into your head, you just start thinking and you're like, and then, and it's the relaxation that basically helps bring you in the good ideas. So I always say that. uh, I I agree. I agree. That's a good, it's sometimes it's a good, just get a break. It's the same. I think it's the same reason that I get great ideas. We don't do this anymore, but when I fly, you're stuck in a seat Mm. and there's not a lot you can do. You can listen to podcasts. I don't like it. You can watch movies. Okay. I just use it as thinking time because it's all driving is the same way. Although I listen to podcasts while I'm driving, but those are such great times because you're forced to just think. And I think that's why you get great ideas in showers because you're, it's not like you have to think very hard. The the brain thinks of other things. So I I think that's a great idea. I have another question. These, and you'll notice a pattern here. I saw in Facebook today. These are from the uh, podcast movement, which just went over 50,000 users. It's awesome. Uh, and this was from, and I'm going to guess, Kinsani, K-H-E-N-S-A-N-I, something like that. She said, I just released my soundbite on Instagram and didn't really get the reaction I was hoping for. Now I'm getting cold feet. So new to this industry and honestly feeling a bit daunted. Any words of advice or encouragement? So here's another person that's like, I'm not sure if I should do this. And my answer to that is, number one, I see it all the time. I, on occasion at Libsyn, I will get someone who will mildly drop the, but don't you know who I am card? Because they're like, you don't understand. I have 17 million followers on Instagram. I should be getting more than 200 downloads. And I'm Mm. like, "Mm, it's not the same thing. So I, that would be my first advice is not everybody people. Look, I still occasionally will post long form content on Facebook even though I know it's worthless, nobody watches long-term. Like when people are like, oh, my video is not showing up on Facebook. I'm like, have you gone in and checked the uh, actual stats on how many people watch and how far they watch? So just because it's not on Instagram. And again, going back to that quote that Randy sent us, if your goal is to put something out and have everybody go, Puff, woo, bring it on. It's like, it usually when you first start out, you don't have an audience. And that's sometimes a good thing. I don't know. Jim, thoughts on this one? Yeah, especially on the sometimes if you're going to go and do this just for money, I think you design, develop your content very differently than if you're doing it for a hobby or for passion. And there may be situations where that is the same or whatever. Don't quote me on that one. But I definitely think knowing why and what you're doing on this and the intent of it, because if you're just doing it like Home Gadget Geeks is just pure hobby. I I don't, there's a lot more I could do to that every year. This time of the year, I start thinking, do I need to take it to the next level? Do I need to take home gadget geeks and pick it, step it up a notch, pick it up a notch, push it up a notch? I don't know what it is. And and then I, about January 2nd, I have the same thought, nah, let's just have fun with it and keep doing what we're doing. So I think knowing what you're trying to do there is very helpful because if you're doing it to make money, and by the way, it's okay to have a podcast to just make money. I just think you do it a little bit differently. You, you, you follow the trends. You do all the smart SEO things you should do. You get even more interesting and you provide great value, right? That's now all those things can blend. <laughs> all those things can blend. I lo- what, why I'm smiling is because the next card I have, mm-hmm. like for the record, Jim has no idea what things I found on Facebook. And I love this one and it ties in. Really great with what you just said. And I'm just going to say this is from a guy named Jesse. He said, when looking for guests for your show, do you go after guests that interest you 
or your audience. I labeled this card seriously. My audience yeah. is mostly men and martial artists. When I have on guests that are fighters or martial artists, my numbers jump up. Shocking how that is. But I love talking to authors. But so far, I've had on two authors and my numbers dropped both times. Do I be selfish and have whoever I want on or do I follow the numbers? And so what Jim was just talking about, you have to know your why are you doing this? And then who is this for? And so I just, for me, I saw that and I was like, it's your show. If it's a hobby and you don't really care about your numbers, then by all means, talk to whoever you want. Just realize, as he's already figured out, that when you start going off topic, these people tuned in to hear about martial arts and stuff. And all of a sudden you're talking to this guy about eating right. And I'm like, mm, you might be able to tie that into martial arts. And, but like many cases, they're looking for talking about martial arts and manly things. I love that too, which ties in nicely with what Jim was talking about. And I like on home gadget geeks. I like to interview people. I like if it was, if I was doing it for money, I may be more inclined to take the interview because sometimes your guests are difficult. You just, they just are. So if I was doing it and I knew they were a big guest and I was taking it for that reason, I might be a little more tolerant, but on home catch geeks, I want to, that's my fun time. So I want to like the people I'm interviewing. So I'm pretty selective about who I let on the show. And it's because I like you, you know, if you're on, I like you. That's usually the way it works. That's it. And if you want to interview authors that wrote a book about martial artists, and then you got the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. No, I, over the 10 years I've been doing this, I've found a group of people that I just really enjoy. I know they'll be ready. I know they'll be great. They're going to have great content and they're going to bring it with very little prep and very little prep on my end. Yeah. And th that's kind of the, that's kind of the epitome of who I like as guests. We don't do a guest every week. If I don't have a guest lined up, like I don't have anything lined up for 2021 yet. So it's Mike and I, and we make it work until we get guests. And so I have both, I can do, I could do solo. I don't like it, but I could do solo. I could do solo or I could do just a guest host and myself, or we could have a guest on. It's the best of all worlds. Yeah. Tiana here says, maybe this mm -hmm. person needs two podcasts. I'm like, yep, maybe. And that's where I'd go. Mm, since you just started, pick the one that really makes you go pitter patter and, and go with that topic instead of starting two. I don't know, but I just thought it was interesting. There were two people that are both like, I'm not sure if I should keep going. And I'm like, and when you said you got to know your why, I was like, that's right where we're headed. Why? I had somebody this week that joined the school of podcasting and the same thing he's interviewing. And I, I said, what's the deal here? Are we promoting you? Is it, to, and there are all sorts of different reasons. There's nothing wrong with any of them. I want to position myself as an expert. I want to use it as a marketing arm of my business. It's a hobby. And I want to talk to other people that like this stuff. It's all sorts of different reasons. And I said, we just need to figure that out and then figure out who this is for. And because he, he was a little bit, not really even all over the place. He just, how do you measure success if you don't know your why? That's right. the problem. Yeah. What are you trying to do on the Gallup side of things for me? I, it's different. I do guest selection differently. It's not a personal thing. It's a business thing. So we, what kind of impact have you made? What's your story? What are you doing? I don't get to know the guests as well. We don't have them on repeated times. It's a whole different format that we do there. And we approach it differently. We have a formula that we use when we go through the show. And we try, We don't go off topic. <laughs> we stay on topic. It's a business podcast. So we stay on topic. That's what we do. It's, just, it's designed for that. Yeah. Randy has a, a question. I attended one of these this week. Any thoughts on Hindenburg webinars? He hmm. likes Twisted Wave, but I keep playing around. I just, I love Hindenburg. I keep trying to, I'm getting really rusty on both Audacity and Audition. And so I went to attend one and they're really cool because they give you files to download and they really expect you to click along and do along with what they're doing on the screen. And it was, I want to say it was the 30th and it was, and I logged in and it was for, absolute beginners, even though this was a second series. So they expected you to know how to get around Hindenburg. But when they announced that it was a three hour webinar and I was like, on one hand, I was like, kudos. This is actually as a teacher, I'm like, oh, this isn't training. This is education. And there's a difference between the two. And I was like, but three, I'm like, and so what I did is when I heard they said there's a replay, I'm like, all right, I got the files. I will gladly watch this at one and a half speed. And 
cut because three hours is I'm it's one of those where you go, I know Hindenburg pretty well. Am I willing to invest three hours to maybe get something out of this? And I was like, at a certain point when I saw they were starting and again, kudos to them. They were starting at the very beginning of here's, here's what we're talking about. It was something about creating compelling audio. And I just went, I'm not. And then at one point I went, I'm not sure I'm going to get anything out of this. And so I bailed. I was like, I'll watch it later. So it looked like yeah, I, I, three hours, right? Yeah. I thought it was great that I was like, wow, this is cool. This is somebody it reminded I used to do that. I, I had, I would be teaching a lot on Microsoft office or QuickBooks and stuff. And I had students online with me and they were expected to do the homework and I could easily, I had a system where I could look over their shoulder basically and see what they were doing, which was fun because you'd always have that one guy that, didn't want to come to the class. And you're like, okay, if you can click on file and go to open, then you can see everybody does it except Earl. And you're like, it's right there in the upper left-hand corner. File, open. Earl, if you could just click on, <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm just going to shout you out. If you're going to be that rude to not attend, that was always uh, yeah. fun. StreamYard would make a great one-on-one learning platform. That oh, way. man. You could record it not record it locally, whatever that, you know, to their servers. And then they would have a copy of their training session. How valuable would that be to be like, you can go back and watch exactly what we did one-on-one. That'd be a great way to do it. I hadn't thought about that. My, I I do that with Zoom. I basically do these things called office hours, which are just open. It's ask the podcast coach, only it's not streamed live. And what I've been doing, what I just added to the school of podcasting is I started using Supercast where you can go in and for 59 cents a person, they get their own private RSS feed. The problem I'm running into, and I need to contact them today, is I added all the members of the School of Podcasting, and I went in and said, send them the welcome email. It says, hey, this is bonus stuff from the School of Podcasting. And then when they get the email, it's really cool. There are buttons for Apple and Google and Spotify and all these other ones. And you just click on it and it goes, hey, do you want to subscribe to this show? And they go, yes. So it's super easy, except I have some people that aren't getting the email. And I was like, huh, did you check your spam folder? And they're like, nope, it's not there. And I'm like, huh. So I go in, I say, send the welcome email again. And they're still not getting it. So that's that's my first reaction was, hey, this is really cool. And my second reaction is, this isn't going to work if nobody gets my email saying, click here to subscribe to the show. So I don't know what's going on, but that's the that's the update from the new Supercast users. And anyway, next up we have, oh, hey, go ahead. Okay, before you go to that, Ooh. share my screen real one of the things I keep track of for you, so you oh. don't have to, is all the various podcast hosting spots. Yeah. Anchor, Red Circle, Launchpad, all those, right? I have Home Gadget Geeks on all of them. It just keeps me up to date on all of them. And podcasts.com with an S, podcasts.com. Oh. By the way, podcast.com now takes you to Audible. Did you know that? Yeah. Amazon okay. bought that from, because uh, it wasn't... Who owned it? There was, there was a company that had green. Remember, it was free hosting. Or maybe that's what this is. But I thought podcast.com was a free hosting site. Podcasts.com is. It's been around, I don't know, four years. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Interface that never changed. Like it, it literally, I thought it was one of those they put out there. And I thought it would die, to be honest. Yeah. One, one that they put out there. And just two weeks ago, maybe their interface completely changed. Now, uh, whenever you do a whenever you do a change like that, you think, oh, somebody's investing some money in this yeah. thing still. Because it, it takes time to to do that. I've been posting things there. It's just it's good, bad. It's free. It's like Anchor. It doesn't, I don't know why it doesn't get the run that Anchor does, because it's not owned by Spotify. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then, but it's still out there and available. Just the UI changed. If you were, again, I wouldn't, I don't know if I could even recommend it. I just put my podcast out there. They get one or two. If I remember right, they don't do redirects. Do you know? Uh, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't keep track of them the way you do that way. Because that's my big thing. It's, I don't even, you know, that, because that's a big thing. You start on a free one. Then you're like, okay, now I want to leave and go to Libsyn or Captivate or Blueberry, whoever. Uh, yeah. And then you find out later, SermonCast, I think, is one that's horrendous. Have you been keeping up at all with the podcasting 2.0 stuff mm, with Adam no, Curry? No. I spent, that. that's what I binged this week. And they were talking about, I think it's SermonCast. And the thing I hate about, and I got to be careful I always say this, I myself consider myself a Christian. I think Jesus was a cool dude. I try to do what he says. 
but consequently, there are some people that go extreme with this, and they're like, I don't want to be of this world. I want to be from the world, but not of it. And I don't know why he has a Southern accent. I don't know. But so consequently, they stay away from all technology. Yeah, they stay away from all technology. And there are companies that pray, no pun intended, get it? Okay, they pray on the Christians because they don't know what they're talking about. And so they were talking about sermon cast and sermon audio. Thank you, Daniel from the audacity to podcast.com. And uh, they, they just do wacky stuff where they'll, they'll send the same episode like a hundred times each with a different keyword. They're just doing wacky stuff. And it was just like, yeah. uh, here we go again with a, and I know there was one, it might be sermon audio. There was one I was dealing with that somebody was moving to Libsyn from them and they wouldn't redirect your feed. And I was like, Oh, really? And that's when I just go. I just want to email them and say nasty things to them. I'm like, you really need to get out of the space if you can't redirect your feed. That's, it's just, you're going to lose about yeah. 30% of yeah. your audience. It's, it's just, totally, yeah, totally. I'll wrap this with, yeah. by saying if, if I don't recommend podcast.com, but if you needed a spot to just test out, you wanted to throw some podcasts that aren't going to get listened to, use podcast.com because it is free. It's, you can have, Unlike Anchor, I don't think Anchor supports multiple podcasts yet per email address, right? No, I wish they did. It's still one. Because I I keep having to make Gmail accounts so I can go over and sign up. Yeah. Podcasts.com, again with the S, allows you to have multiple podcasts under the same account for free. The stats are terrible. The service is bad. The UI is confusing. It's doable, but it is a place if you want to put a podcast out to just test something. Not a bad place to go and get it done. There's plenty of these out there, but the, it is once you've signed up, you got an account. Uploading a podcast is super simple. It's just one page, title, description, short description, upload the URL, hit publish, it uploads it. No, nothing fancy, super easy. So give it a try if you're, if you need some place to go free and maybe test out. Yeah. In, in the post show, I'll pull up Red Circle. Red Circle is another one yeah. Yeah, that have, one. Like that. they've, they're tweaking their interface. And I was like, all right, so this isn't dead. I'm still scratching my head on how that company makes any money because they have supposedly an ad place if you want dynamic ads and things like that. But yeah, the other question I had here was somebody did my favorite thing to never do. And that is they just started a podcast. And the first thing they did was wanted to compare their numbers to everybody else. And I was like, oh, please don't do that. It just, it will suck the life right out of you. Could newbies use podcast.com, Jim? Sounds like it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's it's really easy. You're just not going to get a lot. There's The stats aren't very good. They basically tell you how many downloads. That's really all you get from that. But yeah, again, it's a good, just a good, I, I don't want to say a good place to start, Dave, because I don't want you to stay there. Yeah. Like it's not a good place to start and stay. It's a Training good place wheels. to Training wheels. Yeah. Yeah. It's free. It's definitely free. Yeah. The, the, the thing I see with anchors is, again, my biggest beef is... They have that whole thing. Oh, click here to let us submit to Apple. And then you lose all your control in yeah. Apple and Google and Spotify. So that's my biggest beef with Anchor. But right now I went over and looked at, and I don't, here's a head scratcher. Said the guy that works for Libsyn. I don't understand why Rob and Elsie do not put this in their show notes. The median, the last time they looked at this, median meaning 50% get less and 50% get more is 128 downloads per episode. The average is around 1300. <clears throat> and I don't know why they don't put that because I have to listen to do that, but I'm going to start writing this down now because I, people ask that all the time. And I'm like, if you're getting around 128, you're in the ballpark, depending on how long you've podcasted, depending on what your audience is, depending on how much you market, depending. So in the bottom line is just look at your audience, find out what they want and then, uh, and give it to them. Did you watch any, as we get ready to wrap up here, did you watch any New Year's Eve stuff? (laughs) <laughs> I watched five minutes worth of New Year's Eve stuff. Like I the, just right up until the countdown. It was awful. <laughs> the two channels, I think I watched Fox and ABC. The two channels we watched were just terrible. Like From, in the five minutes I was turned off. I was in here working on P4 tutorials and all of a sudden I freaked out because it sounded like somebody was knocking on my window. Like right mm-hmm. here. I heard this and I, I actually yeah. went, hello. And then I hear, and I was like, what is that? And it really sounded, and what it was, people lighting fireworks off somewhere in the distance. But I was really freaking out for a second. I'm like, wait a minute, that's, you're in my backyard if you're tapping on my window. But I did then run out and saw Cindy Lauper 
sing something with some guy, which was oh. weird because the the guitar player and the violinist had masks on, but Cindy Lauper and some other guy. And I was like, oh, I missed the whole ball drop. And I just wondered if there was anybody there in New York Times Square. Kind I of think thing. there were. I think that there were some. You, had to, you have to have a mask on and some of those. I think they but how do you how do you do number. social distancing when you've got if you have mask? I think you're. I think they limited the number that were there. Uh, you would think they'd have to. It's New York City. Uh, they're not gonna. They've had so many problems. They're not just gonna. My other favorite thing I just watched. It was because it's on YouTube, of course. Kiss did their big thing in Bali, where they had this big thing. <laughs> My favorite thing was, have you ever seen Kiss in concert or anything like that? No. The no. lead singer Paul Stanley is always. He always has these stories. People, you go to rock and roll, all right? Yeah. And so it's all right. Welcome to hello. And he's like, 2020 was a bad year. We lost a lot of really good people, a lot of good people really too soon. I'm like, yeah, way to bring the party down, Paul Stanley. And it was like every like, all right, let's let's get it going with Dr. Love. And then they play and you know, what? a lot of people died this year. And I'm like, wow, it's just everything. It was so not the Paul Stanley kind of fun story in between that. So it was a fun way to ring in the year. And, uh, and, yeah. and the point there is know your audience. Those people didn't come there to talk about covid they came there to escape covid and yeah. and have fun so that's me trying to tie this back into podcasting so, all right there we go good. but we, made it, we, we made did it. make we made it. it to the end of the show and we made it to the end of 2020 <laughs> exactly <laughs> jim do you oh you're taking weeks off so i took two, I took two weeks off yeah no, no new show if you want to go back uh, and listen to some old shows yeah the, some, good, some of those yeah the average guy.tv yeah go check out the the episode where jim interviews his daughter it's, mm. it's it's very cool. Yeah, Sammy's pretty great. Yeah. She's- On the School of Podcasting, I do this every year. The kind of the first episode is for beginners. But Jim, you can help me. Do you fish at all? No. Me neither. No. See, I haven't fished. And I'm pretty sure from what I remember with fishing is it's fun on the boat. But once the actual fishing starts, you're supposed to be quiet so you don't scare the fish. Correct. And so the actual fishing part especially if you don't catch anything is boring. So I'm going to be talking about why listening to people fish is boring. I'm going to tie that into podcasting. I'm going to talk about the word real and I'm going to talk about the word consistency as I go. I'm going to redo in the past. I did 27 steps to launch a podcast and now it's not 27 steps anymore. Uh, So I'm going to redo that and actually replace that audio file on the original one because that is way outdated. So that's what's coming up on the school of podcasting. I'm trying to, because that's very much a beginner's kind of thing, but I want to throw in some stuff for people who already have a podcast. So that'll be coming out on Monday, which is weird because I swear to you today is Sunday because of the whole holiday thing. I know. It's like, I, know. Mm. I get spoiled on these holidays. I, Monday's work <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta work again. Yeah. Are you kidding me? But thank you to the chat room. Always great to see you guys here and uh, hang around because we've got some post show coming up right around the corner and I'm going to show you what Red Circle looks like. So stick around for some post show. 